Good morning, Pat the Warren Podcast. This is Matt Warren. This is episode 236. Today is a beautiful Thursday morning. It's about 8.15. I've got the day off today. My family and I are headed to Dollywood. I'm taking Maddie and Megan and I are going to Dollywood um, up in Pigeon Ford. Uh, Pigeon Forge, and I uh, thought I would record a little podcast before we head out. It is August 12th, 2021. The title of this article that I found on warrenforensics.com website, the title of this article is Uncontrolled Hazards and Risk Assessments, Part 2. This was published March 10th. 2014 by Jeffrey H. Warren. In part one, I shared a case of a machinist blinded while using a computer numerically controlled, also known as a CNC machining center. The equipment, which was safeguarded, contained a known hazard, but the machine manufacturer included an interlock guard to help protect the operator during the machine's intended use. The presence of a safeguard makes it clear that the manufacturer knew there was a hazard, tool breakage and ejection from the machine. The guard was a full enclosure with a set of interlocked doors and a maximum spindle speed of 750 RPM while the doors are open. And I think it's kind of neat. You can see a picture of the machine on the article uh, or within the article. There's a a picture of an operator uh, standing there using this machine. And if you remember from the first article, what they're doing here is they're drilling uh, deep holes into the engine block of a, a, a dragster. This is, so this is a dragster engine uh, maintenance shop or uh, uh, where they build dragster erasers. Uh, and these guys are trying to drill big holes into these huge pieces of metal. It says under the photo, the equipment manufacturer included safeguards to help protect operators from the uncontrolled hazard. Here's what else the manufacturer knew. First, operators often desire to open the doors for various reasons. Second, there are standards that prohibit a machine from being operated at full speed with a safeguard defeated. Lastly, that risk assessments must include both intended use and reasonably foreseeable misuse. And there's a second photo here. You can see what looks like the two doors that are supposed to be closed, they're cracked about three inches or so. And it says, the equipment included a door hold safety override 
which negated critical safeguards. So when that door is open, this is this machine's only supposed to spin at like 750 RPMs. There's supposed to be an interlock there. When the machine representative enabled the door hold safety override, there was no safeguard to protect an operator, machine, uh, an operator, maintenance or service mechanic from the uncontrolled hazard. Additionally, at higher spindle speeds, the likelihood of the risk of tool breakage and ejection was greatly increased. In this case, it was technologically and economically feasible to prevent the machine sp spindle from operating at full capacity while the door with the doors open. The manufacturer performed a risk assessment, a risk reduction analysis per ANSI B as in boy 11 T as in Tom R as in Rick 3-2000. So again that was ANSI B11 TR3-2000. Documentation of the risk assessment indicated they only considered ejection of parts of work material and swarf. The hazard of rejection of a broken tool was not observed to have been considered. As designed, manufactured, and installed, the machine contained an uncontrolled hazard. The hazard was a tool that broke and was ejected. The hazard and risk of tool breakage and ejection could have been controlled by limiting the spindle speed when the doors were opened or by keeping the doors closed when the machine was running at high speed. The factory representative set the machine up so that the operator could override the door interlock safety switches. When the safety switches were overridden, the risk of injury from tool breakage was very high, and the hazard of a tool break of a tool breaking being ejected and hitting the operator was uncontrolled. The machine that contains an uncontrolled a machine that contains an uncontrolled hazard when it is technologically and economically feasible to control the hazard is unreasonably dangerous and therefore defective. The unreasonably dangerous and defective condition of the machine was a cause of the operator's injury. The machine was designed the machine as designed violated ASME B11.23-2002 American National Standard for Machine Tools Safety Requirements for Machining Centers Numerically Controlled Milling Drilling and Boring Machines 
ASME B11.19-2003, the American National Standard for Machine Tools, Performance Requirements for Safeguarding, and ANSI B11 TR3-2000, ANSI Technical Report, Risk Assessment and Reduction, a guide to estimate, evaluate, and reduce risk associated with machine tools. Jeffrey H. Warren, Ph.D., P.E., C.S.P., is the Chief Engineer and CEO at Warren, specializing in mechanical machine design and safety. His deep expertise in machine design and safety analysis makes him a frequent presenter, trainer, and expert witness. In addition to investigating more than 2,000 claims involving property damage and injuries related to machinery and equipment since 1987, Jeff has an undergraduate degree in mechanical engineering from the University of North Carolina, as well as a master's of science and a doctorate in mechanical engineering from Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University, both with a machine design emphasis. So I I loved in this article how toward the very end, that last paragraph, it's like a power punch. Uh, Jeff lists all of the standards that were violated in this uh, in this whole incident uh, listing those one by one at the very end really lays it out there for any kind of attorney or claims adjuster that, that finds this type of injury come across their desk in the future This article is also very neat because it shows how the operator stands at the machine, how he wants to have the doors open in order to view what's going on. But yet, it also really lays out how this manufacturer knew there was an issue. They had to do a risk assessment in order to put the interlock guard there. They didn't have to, but you know that they did. Um, Hope you found this podcast beneficial. If you found it uh, helpful and know somebody that might benefit from hearing this, maybe they have a personal injury case with a machine that hurts someone. Uh, You can check out the full article on warrenforensics.com website. You can check out my personal blog that I'm working on. It's a work in progress at pathtowarren.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, as Mama always says, make your contribution. Hope you have a great day.